Hey, welcome to the Relentless Positivity Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Martin. We've got a very interesting guest with us today. His name, here's what he goes by. I'm not going to give you his name yet. He goes by the life is too short guy. Does that not sound like the perfect guy for this show? So, And he's on a mission that I really like because he's on a mission to make the world happier one smile at a time. And among other things, he's here to kind of share strategies to make every day the best day ever. Scott White, welcome to the show. Good. Hi, Joe. How are you? Man, I'm doing great. I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate the invite. I'm excited. Relentless Positivity. What a great name for a podcast. Love it. Well, I feel like I should almost turn the name over to you. So I've been doing my research on you. I mean, I think you need this title. So, I mean, your your resume is pretty mind-blowing. I'm just, for the audience here, you probably know your own resume. So I'm just going to give this for the audience. So just a few highlights. I'm not even hitting all of it here. So uh, you've been, you worked on Wall Street, been a successful entrepreneur, got a master's degree, you're a CPA, a law degree. You've completed an Ironman triathlon. By the way, if, in case people don't know, please fill them on the, what is an Ironman triathlon? How far is that? 140.2 miles in total. You start with a nice easy 2.4 mile swim, and then you go out on a 112 mile bike jaunt, and then you finish it up with a 26.2 mile marathon. Amazing, amazing experience. Anyone that ever wants a great physical challenge, give it a shot. Anyone can do it. You just got to commit to it. Wow. Any one of those three is, is an accomplishment. <laughs> you put them all together. So that's, that's amazing, especially with a busy schedule. I know how much training that takes. So, um, and, and then you ruined the one thing I had up on you. you. Now you're an author. I had that up on you. Now you're, you got that on me. And, and just let me ask you this. So out of all that, where does positivity play in all your success? How, what, what role does it play for you? Most important thing. Absolutely the most important thing. There's no doubt that, that the one way I have distinguished myself over my life, over my career, and all of my interactions with people is I'm the happiest guy you've ever met. And I'm just, I'm proud of that. And I, I, it, it comes, I'd say it comes naturally, but it, it requires some, some deliberate sort of work, right? I mean, let's be realistic. If you're talking to anybody that just says they're happy all the time, you know they're not being honest with you. That right, That's right. just not the real world. But what I've learned over the course of my life through various events and various experiences is it could always be worse. I am grateful. I'm happy. I'm positive. And there's not a doubt in my mind. You talk about the training for the Ironman. A lot of people would say, oh, there's no chance. What a drudge. What a so on and so forth. I was like, I can't believe how lucky, how fortunate, how blessed I am to have the opportunity to train. I worked with a coach who was amazing. I had an opportunity to, to cross the finish line just by luck, just by luck, not by plan with a friend. There's a friend out on the course and wow. we both stumbled across the line together. I mean, these are just amazing opportunities and amazing things that happened to me. Because of my perspective, there's nothing greater that has driven anything I've done than my perspective and my positivity. See, I told you I'm just going to turn the show over to him. I'm just I'm, I'm relinquishing this podcast. You can now have it, man. You're the guy. So uh, let me let me take it way back. I mean, were you as a kid, were you always a, a positive, happy kind of guy? evolved over time. I mean, I can't, I, I was always a positive guy. There's no doubt about that, but I can't, I, again, to, to, to have real credibility and believe somebody it, it happens over time. It evolves. I wasn't born the happiest guy in the world. And there's certainly moments and times in my life where I remember being less happy. I think I just learned it. There were major milestones in my, in my life. And unfortunately not all of them were great, but those were pivotal moments to say, aha, uh -huh, you know what? Life's too short. Enjoy, embrace, be happy, smile, be positive. Right. And, and that's just a choice, right? You, everyone gets it. You can choose whether to be happy or sad, right? You get a choice. Why not choose the best, right? It's absolutely a choice. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. The, the one thing that, that I think blows people's minds when I tell them is that there's been a lot of empirical research and data to, to show that of 
sort of 100% of happiness, just look at it, imagine a pie on the wall and of 100% of happiness, 50% of that happiness is predicted by your genetics, just like your eye color, your hair color, to a certain degree, certain um, physical attributes, it's genetic. So 50% of your happiness is pre-programmed, got it. Okay, so what about the other 50%? And this is the part I think most people are surprised by because most people, including people listening to this right now, would say, well, most of the other 50% is, is based on circumstances, you know, your job, your 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 relationships, your promotion, your financial stability, or maybe the other way, maybe negative. You know, you, you, you've had to deal with a death or you've had to deal with illness. That, that's what the other 50% are wrong, wrong. And, and that's a key message that I want people to understand is of that other half of the pie, 40%, 40% of your total happiness, you control. 40% is your decision. Own it. Only 10%. Only 10% of your happiness. And I think most people are blown away by that. You get a new job, you get married, birth of a child. Think about the most important moments in your life. Yes, that moment, that day, so on and so forth. I'm sure it is a greater percentage of your happiness or sadness if you go the other way. Sure. But over a lifetime, 10% of your happiness is based on that shiny car or how much money you have in your wallet or that job you have. So don't worry about that. Worry about the 40% you can control, which, wow. That's a lot. Like when you think about any fact pattern or any circumstance, if you can control 40% of the outcomes, that's pretty good. Yeah. And that's the best news you guys will hear all day. So make a note of that. That's the best news you'll hear all day. So, man, I've, for instance, I've been to a couple of mission trips to Nicaragua and the kids there, dirt poor, literally dirt poor. No shoes. Most of them have nothing, no earthly possessions. The happiest kids you'll ever met. They don't have the latest Xbox or anything like that. They don't even have shoes. But they don't know any better. So they're the happiest and they choose to be happy because they don't know any better, right? That's an amazing example, Joe. I often get the question of, well, Scott, you're the CEO of a public company. You're married to your high school sweetheart. It's easy for a guy like you to say you're the happiest guy in the world. But what about fill in the blank? Well, you just gave the quintessential. In fact, I'm going to steal it from you just so you know. I'm going to use this yeah, again. So, it, yeah. so it's now my example. <laughs> Look at, at some of the poorest people in the poorest parts of the world that are dealing with day-to-day -day survival, right? They're not worried about what car they're driving or, or um, what house they live in. They just want to survive. And as you just said, they're some of the happiest people you ever met. No matter who you are, you can choose happiness and own your attitude. That's right. Yeah. I mean, that old quote, you know, comparison is a thief of joy is when you we start comparing to others, I think is where most of us go wrong. But uh, so I, I want to hear about, you know, you kind of been branded as the life is too short guy. How, how does that come about? I mean, I'm, we're getting some hints here, but how did that come about? So it's actually interesting. It's fairly new. It's not a, a brand or an identity that I've had my whole life. I think it is the culmination or or the, the point where it kind of came together. So back in 2021 during COVID, I started working with a, with a new coach. You know, I like to, I think one of the key attributes or keys to success and, and happiness is to learn, keep learning, learn something new every day. Every day is a chance to learn something new. And I like to work with professionals that teach me things. I was working with a new coach and, and I'm sort of laying out my philosophy and what's important to me. And he said, dude, you are the uh, Mr. Life is too short guy. Everything is happy and get it done today and urgency. And it was at that moment early in 2021 where I was like, huh, that's an interesting kind of way to summarize what, what, what's been my whole life. It wasn't that day that I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a happy guy. It was an interesting way to, to summarize it, to, to put a point on it. And I mentioned it to my wife that night, and, and she said to me again in early 2021, 
maybe that's the book that you've always talked about wanting to write. And and my initial reaction was, I, I don't know what the life is too short guy would be about, to be honest with you, or if anyone <laughs> would care. But, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I've been with my wife since high school. She knows me pretty well. And she planted the seed. And then a couple of days later, she she watered it and, and fertilized it and it germinated. And she, she sort of prodded me along. And um, I started to, to outline what became the book, The Life is Too Short Guy, Strategies to, uh, to Make Every Day the Best Day Ever. And that's kind of where, where the story came from, where the brand came from, and where the book came from. Nice. So yeah, he's literally written a book on this stuff. So let, let's talk about when is the book available? When's it coming out? So the book is available now. Uh, call it early 2023. By, by As soon as you turn the year, you'll come back. You'll be like, all right, I'm ready for something new. I'm ready to engage. I'm ready to have fun. I'm ready to live a happier, more positive life. You can find the book on, on Amazon, on barnesandnoble.com, or wherever books are sold. It'll be distributed fairly broadly, or you can um, visit me on my website. My website is uh, lifeistoshortguy.com, literally the brand, lifeistoshortguy.com. Visit me there, sign up for the, the email list, or email me. You can email me as well at uh, scott at scottywhite.com. Scott at scottywhite.com is a good way to reach out to me. And I'm always looking to to meet new people. As you said before, I'm truly on a mission. And this isn't a marketing, branding sort of. I want to make the world happier one smile at a time. It's such a simple idea and such a simple concept. If one person, just one person listening to the smiles for a few seconds, bam, winner. I feel like I've made somebody's life a little bit better. And that makes me happy. That's it. Hey, a rising tide lifts all boats, right? If we all start smiling, it lifts all our positivity. And that's, that's, that's what the world's about, right? So, and, and part of the title is, you know, strategies to make every day the best day ever. Could you kind of share kind of, I don't want to give the book away, but just kind of some, some strategies from the book to give the people a little taste of what you're looking at. Look, I'm happy to, I'm happy to share as much as possible. It's, it's not about selling books. It's about truly making the world happier one smile at a time. I really want people to, and, and the beauty of the book and the approach I took with the book is how simple it is. It's not, it's not an academic book. It doesn't have a lot of research or sure there's some stu some studies and data in it, but I want it to be easy and approachable for everyone. Everyone doesn't love to read. Um, and everyone has different sort of styles of reading. This is very story oriented, my story, stories of others to lay out practical principles. So now Joe, you, you ask, so what are some of these principles? All right. So some of them are really simple, like incredibly simple. Think about your very first thought Today, when you woke up, Joe, what was the first thought that came to your mind? Do you remember? I'm not going to lie, man. It was coffee. It was, it was at, coffee. I got up at four o'clock. I'm not going to lie. So it, it was, and I was up late last night. So coffee was the first thing that popped in my head. Right, so coffee was your first thought. What I encourage people to do is to proactively wake up, smile, open your eyes, and just appreciate the moment. So too often, I think people will wake up. And this is so simple. Like you're listening to this, you're like, Really? that simple. You just do it. And trust me, and you'll see how much it changes your perspective. You sort of set the tone for the day in the first call it 15, 20 seconds. Today, I woke up and I'm smiling like, wow, my, my beautiful wife is next to me. I have a roof over my head. My daughter who is away at college is home for the holidays, which is wonderful. I have an opportunity to meet Joe Martin today and be on his podcast and talk to, to uh, his audience. I have the, the holidays are coming. Wow, this is awesome. By the way, that's about seven seconds into the day. Seven seconds into the day, I'm already high five and smiling, enjoying life. Now, look, let's be honest. There's going to be pivots during the day. Everything isn't perfect. Everything isn't great. But if you wake up with that perspective instead of, oh, it's cold, it's dark. By the way, I forgot to tell you, a few minutes after that, I went out and ran eight miles this morning. So it wasn't like I was, was hiding under the covers. But I, I wake up and I embrace it. So instead of saying, wow, it's cold, it's dark, it's, it's by the way, we're among the shortest days of the year. There's a storm coming in. Uh, I got so much to do to get ready for the holidays. But like that never crossed my mind. So so one of the simplest concepts is, is when you wake up, 
Think about your very first thought of the day. Be proactive. Another concept we talked about before is you can control your own happiness. Now, not 100%, not even close to 100%, but your dealt situations throughout the day and your approach and your perspective to how you view the lens through which you view the world has a meaningful impact on how your day will go. Other things are as simple as smiling, right? Just smile, right? Yeah. You, you, smiling generates chemicals in the brain to make you happier and make those around you happier. So proactively think about smiling. Even when we're, we're talking right now, I'll, I'll smile. I'll be like, this is great. I'm so grateful to, to be talking to you. Think about things like random acts of kindness. When was the last time you performed a random act of kindness? Or when was the last time you had a random act of kindness done to you? I will tell you, there's a wonderful story in the book about uh, my very first marathon. So my very first marathon about 15, 16 years ago, and, and I won't give it all away, but but someone came along that I'd never seen before, never saw again, and that gentleman got me across the finish line. Talk about a random act of wow. kindness. These are the types of things that they're simple, practical, approachable tools. You're not going to go into the book expecting, wow, I have to change my whole life to be happier. No, that's not true. There are small tweaks, small perspectives, small attitude adjustments, small things you could do daily to give yourself a chance to make every day the best day ever. And I truly believe every day can be the best day ever. That's awesome, man. And and I know there's people out here, you're skeptical. Look up, look up the research. So I'm, I'm in Huntsville, Alabama. We're known as a rocket city. If you throw a rock, you'll hit three or four engineers. I don't care where you are. So they need the hard enough. Go look it up right now. We'll, we'll wait for you. Me and Scott will wait for you. And then you come back and then try it out and put this stuff to the test. Don't just read about it and say, oh, that sounds pretty cool. Try it. And it's, it's, it's true. If you smile, it, it fools your brain into thinking you're actually happy. It's a real thing. You can look it up. So this is great. That's simple. Anyone can do it. That's the great stuff that I like about what you're doing. We can all do it. And it's simple. It doesn't take all day. So that's perfect stuff. And that was, you talk about some examples in the book. Can you share about Eric Legrand? Because I remember when this happened and, and other people might as well. It's an amazing story. So I was actually at the game. I'm a, wow. I'm a huge college football fan and, and a Rutgers alum and very proud of that. And about 12 years ago in October, I was on the I was in the stands at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey with my family and my two young daughters watching Rutgers football against Army. And, and it's the fourth quarter and Rutgers kicks off. The Army receiver receives it, starts barreling down the far sideline. And all of a sudden there's a massive Boom, loud collision. And, and you could hear it in the stands. I mean, these are, are, are large football players moving as fast as they can. And um, a, a football player, a couple football players went down and, and you saw the carts come out and we watched as they tended to one football player in particular. And, and I could tell this was taking a while. And next thing you know, that football player is is on a backboard and that backboard is then on a um, you know a small vehicle. And next thing you know, Eric Legrand is going through the tunnel of the stadium to leave behind an old life and start a new life. And Eric got to the hospital and and I interviewed him for the book. And I've, I've not only was at that game, but have talked to Eric over the years and he's just an amazing individual. And and he said as, as he was at the hospital, he heard the doctors say to his mom, Eric broke his C3 and his C4 vertebrae. He will never walk again. He will never eat solid foods again. He will never breathe again on his own. We're hopeful. We're hopeful that he makes it to the surgery. Oh. And now about 12 years later, Eric is um, a very successful entrepreneur. He has his own coffee shop and coffee brand. Um, he has a bourbon brand. He has a book out. He has a speaking. He, he does motivational speaking. 
Um, he is a sports broadcaster and, and I could keep going through the list, but I, I'd say the key takeaways from Eric, are, are, there's sort of two of them that I, I think are really compelling and interesting for people to hear. One is Eric said to me, he's like, Scott, look, I can't walk on my own. Um, I can't drive myself. I can't dress myself. I can't feed myself. I can't brush my own teeth yet. Look what I've accomplished. So there's no excuses, right? And that's something I talk about in the book. Stop with the excuses, right? There's always a reason why not. How about today is why? Make today the why day instead of the why not day. Um, that's one. And then the other key takeaway or, or lesson that I learned from Eric that, that I think is really compelling is, and, and people have heard this over and over again, but they don't really kind of think about it. And I want people to think about it is it really always could be worse. And the example he gave me was, look, Scott, you go to the doctor and the doctor says you, you have 30 days to live. And to me, Eric said, you know, that's great because the doctor could have told me you have three days to live. So I'm grateful for that. And, you know, when you look at somebody that that now is a, uh, you know, confined to a wheelchair and has had so much success. And by the way, it's just an amazing, amazing, wonderful, beautiful human being. It's a great story. It's a really great story. I talk about that in the book. And, and I think there's a lot of lessons we can all learn from it. Wow, man. Perspective is an amazing thing, right? So, so my wife is a nurse and, and years ago, I, mean, I was busy. We had a young kid. I'm starting my business. I'm, I'm working all the time. I'm, I'm still trying to get all my workouts in. So I'm sore and I'm tired and I'm, I don't want to go do this workout. Right. So I'm thinking, then my wife comes home and tells me the story about this lady that has just let herself go. So bad. she, she will never get out of a bed again, not any injuries or anything like that. She just completely wasted away just by her life choices. And I think about all those people that they would trade anything to have a healthy body and be having my complaints that I have right now. Right. That could be, Oh, I, I don't want to go work out right now. It's like, come on, man, come on. There's people that would trade places you in a half second. So um, yeah, when you have that perspective, you think about, I really don't have it that bad. <laughs> you know, it makes things so much easier for you. So man, I mean, Eric is an amazing guy. Look him up. He is an amazing guy. And just, I remember when that happened, it, that play was just sickening. You could hear the crack and it just looked yeah. terrible. And I'm so, so excited that he's doing so well for himself. Great, great individual. And as you said, perspective is so important. You want to talk about the foundation of living a happier life. It's all about perspective. Exactly. Uh, let's switch it up a little. Now, this is the hardest question I was going to ask you today. And who is the greatest athlete in the history of Rutgers University? Ooh, that is a tough one. So I am a, a diehard Rutgers fan, football season ticket holder, basketball season ticket holder. I even, you know, to travel with the teams on occasion. Um, and I've been doing it for 30 years. So it's gonna be hard for me to pinpoint one. I think there are a lot that that predate me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna narrow the scope to make it easier for me and, and just focus on ones I saw play. And given that we just finished the World Cup and given that soccer is one of my true passions, I'm gonna go with Alexi Lalas. Oh man. Go with Alexi Lalas. I think okay. that's a curveball that most people didn't expect, but Alexi, uh, you know, took Rutgers to the the national championship. Unfortunately, they didn't win it, but in 1990, they went to the national championship. And then he went on to have great fame and success and has represented himself, his country, and Rutgers quite well. So I'm, I'm going to go with Alexi Lalas. Uh, you may think I'm lying, but that was going to be my pick for you. And only, only <laughs> reason is because I have a story about Alexi Lalas for you that I was hoping you would pick him. So uh, I lived in Ireland for a while. I was 21. I moved over to Ireland and... Uh, my older brother came over the last couple weeks I was there and we traveled along the country. My brother looked like Alexi Lalas. He's like six, four, <laughs> big red hair, goatee. And uh, everywhere we go, they would say, uh, uh, Alexi Lalas is it. And, and he wouldn't deny it, but he wouldn't agree with him. He was just kind of, he just kind of play it neutral. So he kind of would get a few free beers here and there as Alexi Lawless is lookalike over in Ireland. So that's yeah, can, fantastic. I remember that guy. Cause there's not many gingers out there that dominate sports. So he was a big one for me as a kid growing up watching him. 
And just a great, great personality and a great, like I said, representative of the university years later. Anyone that watched the World Cup over over the last couple of months saw him on primetime TV all the time. And I'm, I'm really proud that he's a Rutgers alum. Oh, yeah. Really well-spoken. Great athlete. That's a, that's a tough combination to come up with. So uh, remind, remind us again, where do we get the book and how do we how do we follow up with you? Awesome. So the, the book is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or at bookstores that, that you shop at. You can always find me at my website, Life is too short guy life is too short guy.com you can email me at scott at scott e white.com and i'm happy to 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 meet readers talk to people that that are interested in this philosophy and on this perspective i'm also going to be out speaking quite a bit this year and and doing the national speaking tour so to the extent your company your your organization your team is looking for this sort of motivation inspiration i'm on a mission to make the world happier once a mile at a time i'd love for you to be part of my journey that's the guy you need to bring in, right? Who doesn't want that guy in there? So I'm going to link all that in show notes in case you're like me and the spelling is not the greatest thing in your life. So I'll link those. <laughs> you just click on them. But, but hey, if, if you're a company right now, all things considered, wouldn't you want a speaker to come out that just gets everyone fired up and ready to roll with usable action they could take right away and, and everyone's going to be smiling when they leave there? Not all mad because the boss made them sit through another thing. That's the guy you want to bring in right there. Hey, Scott, I really appreciate what you're doing. You are perfect for this show. I'm, I'm so grateful that you came on and hey, keep up the great work. Thank you so much, Joe. Have a great one. Be well. Absolutely. Hey, somebody, hey, share this episode with somebody. Somebody needs to hear Scott's message and what he's going on in the world right there. And you guys go pick up a book. What a great way to start 2023 with some great, usable, smiling habits. That's the guy right there. Life is too short. Let's go get that book. And Scott, you keep up the great work. We're going to keep supporting you from afar. Thank you. All right. Go Rutgers. We'll see you guys next week. Wow, what a great episode. You share that with somebody. I'm going to share with you some awesome sponsors. McWilliams Marketing. They can help your business grow. Regardless of the size of the project, you're going to get a solution that is specifically created for you and your business. No cookie cutter, one size fits approach here. So Amy and her band of fearless marketers can help you with all that stuff that you think you can do, but you're not really that good at it. You don't have time for it. They can do that. They're the experts. It's what they do. Web design, online conversion optimization, SEO, uh, graphic design, marketing, page management, all that stuff. Go let them do that. Don't handle that yourself. Go check them out at mcwilliamsmarketing.com. See what all they can do. They're amazing people. Teak Patnick with Patnick Realty. He really does it all in the real estate world. General real estate sales, acquisitions, property management, investments, all that good stuff. You're not just a transaction with Teak. He really wants to build a relationship for life with you. He has built his whole business on prayer, hard work ethic, honesty, and results. You can trust Patnick Realty with all your real estate needs. Hey, I trust my brother from another mother, Teak, and you should too. Give him a call, 256-694-0117, or email him at teak at patnickco.com. Hey, these are awesome businesses. Go support them. They're out supporting positivity, and they will do you right. Have an awesome day.